When life throws you a curveball, how are you going to handle adversity? Welcome to the Fearless Mindset Podcast, where you're about to go on a journey as I interview security, business, and entertainment leaders on what it takes to stay fearless. I'm your host, Mark Ludlow, and enjoy today's episode. I, I can see how different there's so much variety out there in the industry <laughs> that offers so much complex information. I mean, think about training itself. And like, I've been through a couple of your training uh, seminars that you've done yourself mm -hmm. and there's so much detail yes. and there's more detail abundant the detail. There's facts, there's FBI stats and all right. that stuff that you go on the FBI websites and all that it gives you ongoing stats on what is taking place. And those numbers are always constantly changing. Yes. I mean, holy cow, the, the crime rate exploded in the last, what, two years? Mm -hmm. It's just, we live in a different country. Mm -hmm. I don't even recognize this country. Mm -hmm. It's like, uh, what, what fentanyl is now taking over the country, fed in by the Mexico, and it's killing more people than car accidents. Mm -hmm. It's just insanity. And um, what do we do? You know, those those are political uh, conversations that you need to have in the House and the Senate in your local state uh, government. You got to, you know, it starts from the local, the state, and that's what you got to fix. We have to fix our own problems as state entities because I don't see it getting any better. And you know. The bad guys are always going to bring the stuff in. And as long as it brings money into their pocket, they're going to keep on bringing it in. And uh, as Americans, we need to uh, we need to rise up and say enough is enough, folks. Well, Mark, and so here's here's what I this is when when you say all that and it's absolutely true. But it always for me, it always comes back to my neighbor. Right. Or my my uh, uh, the, the, the folks in my small group on Wednesday night. Right. Like what what can they do? to stay safe from say fentanyl. Right. And, yeah. and so that's what, that's what drives me. That's what, that's where my passion is. And you can hear it when I start talking about it, because that's, we can do something. We can do something individually or as families or as small groups or as businesses, or as corporations, we can do things that make sense to keep each other safe. And so I, I come back to training, you know, I never did finish my thought, but there's, um, there's, there's folks in before you stop before that thought, uh, we're at the 30 minute mark folks. And if you're just turning in, this is Tom Crawford, what Crawford training. And, uh, he joined us. And if you don't know where to find him, he is on LinkedIn and he's got a website. Where's your website, Tom Crawford security consulting, LLC.com. And if you're listening to this on YouTube, please subscribe to our YouTube channel and uh, subscribe to us on uh, our uh, the podcast website as well and leave a couple comments. If you hate this, you think this is a freaking joke, this whole podcast is stupid and we're idiots, tell us tell us on our uh, my website that you suck. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to hear the, the negative comment. I've had a few negative comments on YouTube, but please comment on YouTube. Please subscribe on YouTube. And uh, Tom is here uh, talking about um, his background and the U.S. Air Force and security services and his time in law enforcement and retail management. So that's what uh, we're talking about. So if you're just now tuning in, we're at that 30-minute uh, lock. So I tried to do a little intro on who Tom is and what we're talking about. So if you're just joining in, and uh, well, on my podcast team, we'll take this as another episode. And so uh, I just wanted to let you guys all know what we're discussing on the podcast. So sorry about that, Tom. I would try to do a little split and... Uh, give you guys more content. So here comes more content from Tom Crawford, our expert trainer, 
in active shooter and look at his website. He's got a bunch of videos and check him out. If you're an industry thought leader in the corporate space and you need a good trainer at your company, let's say you're Nike, let's say you're Intel, let's say you're Boeing, reach out to him, say, Hey, I want your services. Email him, say, Hey, we'll fly you out and uh, let's do training for a week. Sounds good. So Tom, back to what you're saying. Half PowerPoint, we'll travel. So, uh, we're fentanyl in corporate communities and families so, and small look, groups. Look, I, I can't do anything other than vote and pray for what's going to happen uh, nationally or, or state level, even locally. So what I can do is give folks the, 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 the information, the knowledge that I have the uh, through all the research and just some of the, the crazy things that I've been through that, uh, uh, that we haven't even touched on that, uh, really kind of add up to keeping them safe. And that, I know it's, uh, I'm, I'm a broken record with it. I haven't even mentioned the word protector, but truly, uh, you know, I, I see myself as a protector because that's, if, if individually folks can see, see the dangers, understand what they look like and, uh, and avoid them, then, uh, then I've done my job, right? I can't stand a post, uh, you know, uh, in front of everybody's house. I can't stand a post in front of every business. And so I have figured out that this is the best way to go. Keeping, giving folks all that. I, and I, I do, I pour it out when, I, when more so than I am with, with you on this podcast, Mark. I mean, when I'm, when I'm training, it's, it's no holds barred. They can have it all. I don't care. Uh, just, if there's something that I have, I have even an inkling is going to work in their life. And I call them all toolbox tools, by the way. So that way everybody understands. And I go, I, I really explain this before every presentation that you're going to hear a lot of stuff. Uh, take the stuff that works for you, right? I'll give you a quick example. Um, eye contact during de-escalation, just something I, I thought of. I have crazy eye contact when I'm talking to you. And right now it's driving me crazy because I go look up and down. But, <laughs> but yeah, when I'm, when I'm talking to somebody, I have crazy eye contact. Uh, during de-escalation training, one of the things I say is be careful with that because some folks may take that as a threat. I personally have never had that issue. Never. When so, you know, it, it's just a toolbox item. Hey, if, if crazy eye contact works for you, fine. But understand that some folks will take that as a threat. You may want to glance away every now and then. So just as a quick example of, I'll just pour it all out. And if I just read something that morning that that is reasonably vetted and makes sense, then I'll be putting it out there for the, for the folks that I'm training. I'll give you an example, Mark. Uh, and and I'll, it, here's a, I'm going to go off the, off the deep end a little bit or off, a, off on a tangent here, but I, I got to tell you about a, a, a vacation I took to Santiago, Chile about three years ago, right? This in at, believe me, this is going to, this is going to mean something in a minute. So, um, never been to, never been to South America, never been to Chile. Um, absolutely wonderful place, except for when we went there, there were three different things going on at the same time. And, uh, and they were all, uh, they were all, um, anyway, there were, there were riots in the streets. Okay. So we didn't know that we got, we just went and, and, uh, and thought we we're just going to enjoy this vacation. And, uh, the city was absolutely on fire. There were, there was something political going on. There was some sort of major, uh, like, uh, I forget what it was. Somebody's rights was going on and anything. So, 
there were portions of the city that didn't have streetlights. And this is a pretty built up city. It's, it's not, it's not third world at all. And, um, you know, there were portions of the city that didn't have lights, uh, that were working. There were, <laughs> there were, um, uh, military and law enforcement posted on pretty much every street corner, um, major, uh, vehicles that had been, had been, everything had been thrown at them. And, 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 uh, it was just crazy. So, but we were, we were making our way around pretty good for a few days. And then one night we, we were dropping our friend off that we went to visit, dropped her off at her house. And there were fires in the streets There were fires in the streets, both directions. And now it's nighttime. And I'm not sure exactly how to get back to the hotel. And again, this is heading somewhere. And, uh, we, we had to find our way back through people rioting in the streets, burning tires in the streets, uh, picking the right alleyway to go down and, and, uh, jumping curbs. And at one point I went by a, a, a burning something in the road and I could feel the heat through the door. I was so close to the fire. Anyway, the idea was we have to just head north, finally head north. And we got up to where we kind of find our way back to the hotel and finally did. What's the point? Well, that's the kind of story that I, that folks need to hear because that's, that's situational awareness. That's, um, that's understanding where you are in the big picture, right? Uh, if, if all I know is I need to head north, then I, that's, that's all I'm going to do. And, uh, those, that's the story I use in situational awareness and a couple other trainings to kind of show that things can happen. Things can happen in a, in a, in a, in a moment. And if you don't have the training, if you don't have the preparation and just thankfully, and I owe, I owe it all to God and I owe it all to just simply, uh, making a couple of good decisions in the process, but who knows, who knows where we could have ended up if, if, um, if I hadn't just had, had two things in mind, avoid the fires and head north. And, uh, so that. Did you hear gunshots going off? Did you hear rifles? ARS, automatic weapons? Didn't fires, uh, they had, they had entire roads blocked off with burning tires. There was no, I didn't hear anything shooting, but, uh, wow. I mean, at one point I was That's from, at one point. Did you feel like you're living in America back in the last two years ago? Mm -hmm. Did you feel like you're living back in the United States with everything burning down? Crazy, crazy. But so it's important that folks have the training. It's important that folks have the, the wherewithal to kind of get through those situations that they can, they can get their family to safety. And that's exactly what I was doing. So a lot of, a lot of the things that I've seen and done and, and, and been through are, um, lessons learned, but they've really helped me to get to the point where I know that I try to stay up on the latest trends, the latest, um, uh, you know, whatever's going to keep me safe. Right. And then getting from there, it spreads out me first, then my family, then my, then, then my neighbors and my friends and so on and so forth. Well, being a trainer, I would guess you probably spent a lot of time collecting data mm. to, for facts, for scrubbing the FBI website for index crime indexes mm-hmm. and, and then scrubbing uh, different uh, labor law, labor f- sites for injury. I mean, what's the what's the trend going on as far as active shooter? I mean, they've been popping up and now that everybody is going back to work from the pandemic. Everybody's been in that that pot getting boiled and now the pandemic's over everybody started to go back to work now we're starting to see people snap and crack and pop mm-hmm. and because of that stress so what what is your forecast 
Well, uh, you think it's going to get better? People are going to more start behaving more so? And uh, as we go into a, a presidential election cycle here in another two years, you think it's just everybody's going to just be good boys and girls and behave <laughs> and just go vote and uh, no one's going to be pissed off at the one side or the left side? You, you think it's going to be kumbaya here and we're all going to get along? What, what's your thoughts on that? I won't even touch the political side of that. <laughs> what I will say is that there's no reason to believe that evil is going to stop what it's doing right now. Evil's on a little bit of a roll. Uh, so it's just going to take protectors to step up and, and do what they need to do. Protectors come in every uh, category and every shape and size. So the folks that are standing a post continue to stand the post, right? The folks that are uh, leading security companies like you continue to put people out there on, on those posts. The in um, the voices like yours as well, right? You know the the voices of how to stay safe and and where where you can go for quality training and those kinds of things. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, and again, cyber, uh, all the physical security uh, components that are out there. Continue, just keep doing what you're doing. But evil's evil's not letting up anytime soon. I don't see I don't see any reason to believe that. The, uh, I know the FBI, uh, 2022, uh, I guess final report on the active shooters from 2022 just came out either yesterday or the day before. And, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's a, it's a brutal read, right? It's not, it's not where we want to be. Look, I, that's the other thing too, is as a protector and as somebody that wants to keep folks safe, it's, um, it's disheartening that what I do for a living is based on evil, right? It's based on the things that other people are doing and the, and the, the bad actors out there. That is, uh, my goodness. I'd much rather not be, uh, having to read the stuff that I read every day and, and, and researching the things that I do, but I do it so that the folks that I'm training don't have to do it, right? That they can actually go to work and go to church and go to the grocery store and do those things and have a, have a recognition of what's going on around them and, uh, and know what to do in case, like you said, the shots do start popping off. So uh, it's, um, I, I, again, to answer your question, I don't see the rest of 2023 getting any better. Obviously my prayer is one way, but the, the reality of it, I, I don't really don't see it. Now, again, with protectors doing what they need to do and do it well, then yes, we can start pushing back on this pretty, pretty hard. Here's a question that will probably strike a nerve with the audience, but needs to be asked. Let's say we have some people in the audience that don't believe evil. <clears throat> they don't. Well, well, how do you uh, talk about that? Let's say they don't believe in evil. How do we, how do we talk about that right. if they don't have uh, a religion? They don't believe that they're they're an atheist. They don't believe there's a higher power. How do you address those? We call it evil, but what would your counter rebuttal be to that hmm. that conversation? Well, I don't believe there's evil. What well, well, what makes this happen? This is not good and evil. How do you can you break that down a little more? Because <laughs> you talk about it a lot. Well, I do because here's the thing. I don't think that five years ago, industry leaders, you know, security industry leaders spoke about evil. That wasn't that just wasn't a, a word we threw around. And yet you're looking at some of the voices, right? Uh in the security industry are are using the word evil all the time now, right? So it's, it's a thing. It's, it's reality. Now, 
uh, you said it might strike a nerve. It, I can't, I can't get somebody to understand it. Look, one of the things that, that is very important in our industry is if somebody's got their head in the sand and just refuse to listen, there's only so much we can do. It's kind of like during an active shooter situation. The folks that don't want to leave the office, when you're saying, come on, come on, come on, and they say, no, I want to stay here, then you got to go, right? You've got to make that call and you just got to leave them. And <clears throat> so, yeah, if, if I'm going to continue to strike that nerve, I would say if some folks don't want to hear it or don't want to believe it. There's not much we can do for them. There, we're, what, what, here's, a, here's a deeper question. What makes that person want to pull that trigger and shoot that person? Right. What's the motivation? Right. We know it's evil, but you know, or at least I do. Can he break that evil down? What is what is evil? What what can he break that mm. down to the audience so they break it down? Let's get let's get to the meat of it. Right. What is evil? What would make a man get pissed off or a girl get pissed off or anybody get pissed off so so angry they want to take another life? Right. Can, can we get in the psyche of that? Well, the psyche is, it's a spirit, spiritual warfare, but you know, mm -hmm. I, you know, as much as my faith, uh, uh, carries me along and, and actually, uh, guides my entire protective mindset. And that's, that's just who I am is I'm a protector and I'm, and I understand, um, the, the, uh, the biblically based, uh, side of all that. I'm not going to, I, I can just tell you that spiritual warfare. I can tell you that there's absolutely no possible reason whatsoever to, and it's remember, it's all soft targets, right? It's all soft targets. So right there, it tells me that the only way somebody's going to suddenly decide, or, uh, you know, there's, we can talk about how that works too. There's, there's a, there's a buildup to these things, but either way, the, the actual moment when they decide that they're going to shoot up a school, shoot, shoot up a church, shoot up a unarmed uh, business and all the rest, these are all, these are all soft targets. And, um, there's only one way that happens. Right. And that's, that's, an, that's an evil, uh, what if I don't believe in spiritual, what, what if I, I'm an atheist. I don't believe in that. Right. I think that's there's only so much, baloney. there's only so much I can do for you then Mark. Right. There's only so much I can do but for what you. If, I, maybe my what if I, what if I don't believe in that? Sorry? What if I don't believe in that? You can just look at the FBI report from 2022 to see that there is obviously something broken. Uh, if you look, if you're saying what you do, if you're saying that somebody's telling me uh, killing people is not wrong, well, then that's a whole different story. I, I we can just talk about law. Then we don't even have to go down the the spiritual path. We can simply say, well, the law says you're not supposed to kill people, so we can just go that route, and um, you know that's enough for me, but I'm not, look, I'm not going to, uh, to kind of use the, the term I used, uh, talking about Yusuf a minute ago. I mean, I'm not going to beat my head against the wall for, uh, over folks that don't want to hear it or have their head in the sand. I can't do it. I've got to go to the folks like, again, wonderful folks that I've trained that are, are, I guess, wide eyed and bushy tailed, right. That are interested in what's going on. They want to keep themselves safe. They want to know a little bit more. They want to walk out with a few more tools that are going to help them. Whatever might come, whether it's fires in the streets, right. Which I've actually lived through, or if it's uh if it's an active shooter, or even if it's just de-escalating some jerk that, that walks up to them and, and is accosting them because they won't give them a dollar. Right. I mean, knowing these little things are, are they're, uh, they're life lessons. They're easily, 
They're easily applied in most situations. Well, here's a rebuttal to, okay, I'm taking the other side's approach. Say I'm an atheist, so I'm listening to the podcast. And he says, well, what has nothing to do with the spiritual? Maybe it has nothing to do with evil. I'm just taking the other side's argument for the sake of a debate. And well, how about what, what if that guy just broke up with his girlfriend or that girl just got pissed off on social media and she's on a social media influencer. Everybody says, oh, you just kill yourself right now, which is happening. It's happening on social media. Do you, Tom, here's my thought. Do you think social media at the younger generation is pushing this younger generation and motivating them to make decisions they would not normally do? Uh, so we didn't have the, we didn't have the type of mass shootings that we have now. Even, I mean, starting from 20 years ago on, right. It's they're, 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 let's say 30 years ago on, they're really non-existent. And, uh, and suddenly here we are, right here we are. So what are the factors that are bringing us to all this? I mean, certainly we talk about the pandemic and we talk about the lockdowns and we can talk about political, but really there's, there's, um, there's other things that are going on. There's there, the social media part of it, like you said, is a, is a big deal. Um, you know, you don't hear talk, you don't, folks don't talk much about the video game part of it, the violent video game part of it anymore. And yet I I'm, you know, again, you talked about me researching these things and there's still a component of that. There's still the violent video game component to some of these shooters. Go ahead. What about my guy that's, he was streaming himself live in the East Coast and doing the shootings. Mm-hmm. He wanted to be, a, he wanted to be an influencer. I'm like, had you lost your freaking mind, dude? You want to be an influencer? So I don't, from my, my, my argument is I don't think there was anything evil. Yeah. There was evil behind that thought process. I personally think, however, he was trying to get followers just by going and shooting up people. I'm like, are you, where is our, where's our culture of our kids going for them to even think that exactly. way just to be popular. And I, so I don't know. I don't even know if that evil applies, but the evil actions are taken, obviously. Right. I mean, what makes you do something bad like that? But just to get viewship and hit a million, just go out shooting up people. Like, where is the rationale and the logic behind that? It's just people aren't thinking because they're so stuck in that social media power grip. And these young people are, are my, my nephews and nieces, what do they do? 24-7, Yusuf even direct, addressed that in our podcast. Get that dopamine there. Get that dopamine there. Yes. And, you know, I remember uh, just growing up in order to see some of the things that they can pull up in three seconds that anybody can pull up on their phone and, and, and see these horrible images, right? And, and those things will eventually numb your, numb your, your, your psyche, right? However you want to put that. And so, there's so many, uh, I look back when I was growing up and to find like a soldier of fortune magazine, right. was like, you know, hard to do. You had to, you had to, you had to actually find the right guy that had the older brother that had something like that. And you could see some things and, you know, and I believe me that, that all that stuff kind of led me towards the military for, for the right reasons, but still it's, um, I don't know, Mark, I, I would love to tell you, I can tell you that during the, um, uh, the workplace violence prevention uh, presentation that I have, that's we to cover all the different escalating factors you have to look for. Right. Uh, right now I'm working on a, on a training program for um, behavioral threat assessment. 
team building. Right. And so, uh, and, and as I'm building that, that training program, it's, it, I'm, I'm realizing there's so many factors that you can be, you can see as it goes, I'm not going to try to dive into, uh, ultimately what's broken in their, in their mind. And I think that's where you're heading with that. I, I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to try to do that. What I, what I, what's more important is for employers and for coworkers to actually, and actually family members, because in almost every active shooter situation, if not everyone, somebody knew there was a, there was something wrong, right? Everybody knew mm. there was something that was, that was off and was heading down the wrong road. So, um, and most of the time, if not every time, that person doesn't say anything, right? If it's, if it's broke, right? You got to say something. And, uh, so anyway, I'm working on this, on this, um, uh, it's called the BTAM, um, team development course. And, and so as I'm going through that, I realized there's so many little things that we can be looking at. And yes, there's part of me that doesn't like the fact that it means that we're really looking at our coworkers, I guess, uh, with a fine tooth comb, like we never did before. But at the same time, if something's off, you know, and you never say anything. Like I just said, most active shooting situations were, uh, were just simply not reported to the right people to start breaking that. There's a place in every one of those continuums that you can break it. Okay. You can break somebody when they're, then when they're just very preliminary, doing some research on prior active shooters and those kinds of things to see how they did their, their thing and they're going to do it different and they're going to do it better. Um, and so there's ways that you can, you can, you can disrupt that continuum. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I did any justice to what you're asking, but I, I do really <clears throat> feel like it's more important to talk about the, the practical application, what we can do right here in our business, let's say, uh, with, with, um, with Jane and Joe that just, they're, they're, um, they're getting more aggressive. They're, they're starting to say these specific things that, oh, that's right. That kind of falls in line with, with, uh, with the things that folks say when they're heading up the, the pathway of violence. So then we want to, we want to talk to the right people and get that hopefully resolved. I admire your passion for what you're doing and for the audience listening. Um, I was just, uh, trying to st simulate a conversation and our conversation with uh, Tom here. That's all that was about. I was just uh, taking from the other side. You no, know, Hey, say I'm an atheist. Say, I don't believe in evil. What makes that person do what they do? I, t I have a degree in psychology also minor psychology. So I was like, Hmm, let's dig a little deeper. Well, so that was all that was about. <laughs> and so I was trying to make it more, more of a hook for the audience, more, uh, not entertaining, but this is not entertaining. This is actually life and death situations we're talking about, but I was trying to have a, a little mini debate on this. Why, why people do what they do? Why would, why would a guy live stream himself, start shooting people just to be Instagram famous? I mean, it's kind of, it's sick. sick. It's just a sick thought. And, uh, what make people do that? that? That was where I was going out with that conversation with Tom. And uh, for those listening, I um, hope you found this podcast to be very valuable in what Tom's doing. I wanted to uh, stimulate the conversation a little more. That's why I put a little gasoline on the fire. And uh, I wasn't that do that to make anybody upset or mad. We're just uh, having a little debate. Having, um, not to make fun of this. This is a very serious conversation. People die every day. 
because there is people that have motivation, retaliation, mm -hmm. they got hurt. Uh, these young people are really dealing with social media. And I don't, I don't, if I was in high school and I had all this, I don't know how I would handle the stress. Right. These kids are stressed out uh, just beyond going to school. You know, they had to go through pandemic and that was stressful. They didn't get to see their kids. So it's been a, it's been a rough few years. Exactly with the pandemic and COVID. And so we're getting out of it and, you know, and now it comes in the training space and trying to educate, train and employers and organizations on how to stay safe and how to combat these things when they do come up in the workplace. So that's, that's what that was all about. And uh, Tom, do you have any final parting words for the audience? Well, we never even got around to how we met, which was uh, uh, kind of interesting too, but we'll, uh, we'll save that for next time. How about that? Come back for another one. Yeah, uh, it was an interesting uh, introduction <laughs> that Tom and I got. And actually, Tom and I were at the Close Protection Conference together in Las Vegas. And that was his first appearance in the uh, Close Protection world. Right. He got to experience Las Vegas and uh, came up with that. And uh, we're, we're mutual friend is uh, Glenn McLee out there in uh, the East Coast. He's a big player in the industry. And shout out to Glenn for the introduction, yeah. too. And uh, we'll, we'll go into that on another conversation. I know uh, uh, Tom got some stuff he's got to do this morning. So we'll probably have to wrap this up. up well, so, and please, go, go ahead, Mark. So, uh, uh, so what I wanted to say is, uh, to your point about growing up right now, right? One of the, uh, the programs that uh, I've got going right now, too, is an anti-bullying uh, program. And uh, so these are just things that we can be doing. I don't have to be the only one doing this, right? These are things that we can be doing for our, 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 like you mentioned, you have nieces and nephews, right? So, you know, just simply pulling them aside and, or, you know, just part of a conversation and talking about how do you handle uh, a bully, uh, you know, these days, cause it's different than when we were growing up, right? Uh, you know, mm -hmm. normally uh, somebody got punched in the mouth when we were growing up, but normally somebody, that was it. Then we we're done talking about it. And uh, then we, we move on from there. So that's not the way it, it goes anymore. It's, it's um, you know, there's all this retaliation now and there's all this, um, you know, nobody, nobody ever wants to admit that they just were wrong and, and, and let it drop, right? Everything's got to keep moving and moving. And with social media, you can, you can really push that and, and, um, and, so anyway, I've got, a, I've got an anti-bullying thing that I'm doing right now as well. And that's just another example of what we can be doing for our young folks to help them kind of navigate this, this area. Uh, I talk about social media a lot and the anti-bullying because really, if you think about it, what, what possible harm can they really do to you as a young person, right? When somebody's talking trash about you on social media, uh, right. if you turn it off, you don't know what's going on, then well, you kind of just took care of that, right? No, that's not, that's not yep. the end all and be all to it. And I know it's not that easy, but it's one of the options to at least kind of ignore mm -hmm. it. And then how do you do that? Well, by having better self-esteem and doing things that matter, right? Instead of sticking to your phone, like you're saying, how about, how about mm -hmm. uh, going to the gym? How about uh, getting into a, a sport or a, a musical instrument or something that, that will get, take your mind off those things? Absolutely. When we were growing up, you know, I didn't, we didn't have cell phones. There's a payphone on the wall with quarters. Yeah. And if we want to go do something, go down the river, go fishing yeah. or go camping or go four wheel driving in the mountains. That's what we did. We, we didn't have any social, uh, social media didn't even do that. Exactly. I think it was dial up AT&T, some network, and it was so slow. 
And it was like, as you're doing the dial up and the modem, it was like, it was so old school. And I didn't have a, uh, I got a pager, I think, uh, back in 1998. And so things have changed so fast and rapidly. We, we, we had, we were forced to talk to each other. We were forced to hang out. Right. We watched movies. We actually communicated. And now I think that phone is a powerful tool for business, but it's, uh, it's such a time sucker it and is. it's causing a lot, of, a lot of stress and you have all these social media platforms and everybody's trying to become, you know, influencer and famous by doing crazy wild stuff. And so folks listening to the podcast, we're wrapping this up and uh, this is Mark Ludlow. Please uh, follow me and subscribe to our YouTube channel. I'd, we appreciate that. And also subscribe to us on, uh, we're on Twitter. Mark Ludlow and the podcast and Instagram, the Mark Ludlow. And uh, we love the comments on the Fearless Mindset on Simplecast. Look that, look that up and all the podcast platforms. Just leave a comment. Follow us there too. It helps with the ratings. And uh, follow Tom Crawford on LinkedIn as well. He's there as well. And his website. What's your website again, Tom? Crawford Security Consulting LLC.com. I was so looking up. I do blogs as well. So, uh, so some good content on there as well. So folks, thanks for tuning in again. Thanks for supporting the show and be the, on the lookout for Jack Carr podcast coming here soon. We're excited for that big drop. So thanks for supporting the show and hope you guys have a great weekend. It's, uh, today is what? April the 27th. So wow. Summer's almost here. Thanks, Mark. <laughs> and you bet. Thanks for your time, Tom. And uh, thanks for coming on. And uh, we'll catch you guys all on the next episode. And uh, enjoy the show. And we'll see you. Thanks. Thanks.